Hi, friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla. And if you like the show, you can follow us on Instagram and everywhere else at Screen Vomit, one word on all the things. I also have a Patreon now. If you'd like to support the show, you can find that at patreon.com slash screen vomit. Okay, and getting to my show today, I am, of course, joined by a guest. My guest was slash is the drummer of one of my favorite bands of all time, Dr. Manhattan. They have been unofficially, I guess, broken up for a few years, but I have seen them just so many times in so many states. We kind of talk about it a little bit in the episode. Um, I have a huge tattoo for them. Huge fan. He also has just started a new podcast called We Thought This Was Good, where he and a pal are rewatching and reviewing movies they grew up on, formative films for them, and seeing how they hold up in these days. And that would be my guest, Nick Bombrack. Okay, I'm here with Nick Von Brack. Hey, <laughs> thank you for having me. How's it freaking going? <laughs> Hell yeah. It's good, it's good. It's good to see you again. <laughs> Hell yeah, you too. I'm, and it's been a while. Yes. And we've known each other for a while. Yes. Do you remember how, when was the first time that you played ES Jungle? Do you remember what year that would be? Hmm. I'm going to say 2009, but I don't know that that's right. That's, 2008 or 2009 yeah, would be my guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been knowing each other yeah. since. Yeah, past a decade. That's freaking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've been, you've been along for the ride. Yeah. Hell yeah. I, yeah, I used to go see you guys' band everywhere yeah. <laughs> as much as I could, as homie. often as I could. <laughs> yeah. It was good because then we'd play a place that we didn't know or people weren't there, but you were there. So I was like, all right, this will mm-hmm. be cool. <laughs> At least there's a homie here. Yeah. Where was that? Um, you guys did this one weird show in like. Benson, Illinois, or something. Was that what it's called? Way the fuck Southern Illinois. Yeah. Like, do you remember this? It's like right yeah. outside of St. Louis, maybe. Yeah. I think that was our little like random weekend. Yeah. It was a random weekend. Was that with Meat Wave? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you remember that show, but I consider it one of my crazier like show times, um, just personally. Because <laughs> okay. there was like, so it was like a small bar. And, you know, relatively small crowd. We're in the middle of nowhere. There's like 20 people there or something. And somebody kept crowd surfing. Yes. And they were really just killing the vibe. (laughs) I mean, because before that, everybody's dancing. We're having a great time. Then somebody tries crowd surfing and really they're just kicking everyone in the head for a minute. And it really broke everything up. So they kind of pissed me off because they were doing that. And yeah. then they got up on the bar and tried to jump onto everybody. Oh, see, I don't remember that. <laughs> I, well, I remember this because the story continues. So they stood up on the bar, jumped onto everybody, which at that point was like four people because they'd already right. killed the crowd. <laughs> One of those people was me, and they smashed me to the ground. Oh, no. A minute later, they try and get back up crowd surfing again. And so... Uh, I pulled them down <laughs> from, from crowd surfing to the yeah. ground, and I was 
I was kind of aggro because yeah. obviously y'all are my favorite band and I was really trying to rock out and uh, your days were numbered at that time, I feel yeah. like. And yes, <laughs> for sure. So I pulled this man down and uh, <laughs> yeah, I yelled in his face and I told him to stay down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, come to find out that was in fact the owner of the bar. And um, not only that, but <laughs> <laughs> so I was traveling at that point point because I, yeah. I just had come to see you guys play and yeah. uh so I ended up I was like wherever you guys are staying can I just stay there too and yeah. you were like yeah whatever um ended up staying at his house <laughs> uh, not awkward at all <laughs> yeah <laughs> Then and you then, went to his bed. You went to his room, and you said, "Stay down in bed. Don't you get up." <laughs> it was just really awkward. And then in yeah. the morning, you guys had to leave because you were going to like Iowa City or something. Like you were going yeah, right. far away, and his like girlfriend or wife or whatever insisted on making breakfast and was like taking a really long time making oh, breakfast. Oh, that does sound familiar. Do you remember this? Yeah. And then when we finally figured out what she was making, it was like sausage. Uh, biscuits and gravy and like four out of five of us were vegetarian (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that did like twinkle a little memory in my head yeah yeah (laughs) it was just such like Uh, a wild like catastrophe of events yep well, you bas- that basically describes the band. <laughs> Just a wild catastrophe of events. So it's pretty part for the course. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that was um pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, that's like that that's not like, oh, that only happened once or that that was a fun time that happened. It's like that's just like another time that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were there and at least I'm I'm glad you were there because yeah, I feel the older I get, the worse my memory is just ultimately it's just dive bombing so hard. So I'm glad there's there's people like you to remind me of stories like those. <laughs> Dude, I have I have so many memories at you guys' shows. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite show ever, I say, was one of you guys' shows. Yeah. Um at Beat Kitchen, one of your yeah, so. one of your quote unquote final shows. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I leave it open ended, you know. <laughs> you never know about me. I keep it a mystery. Or um, you know, it's also funny. Because you have a cursive tattoo on your arm, a big cursive tattoo, right? I do. There mm-hmm. was one time that we were at um Oh, what's that place in Logan um, that's right on the corner? It used to be all ages. Can't remember. Anyway, so you guys were playing this place, and the guy from Cursive came in, and then you got all shy um, because of your tattoo, and you said, I hope he doesn't see my tattoo. Really? Yeah. See, that's a little scary to me because I have, like, these other stories. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This I have zero recollection of. (laughs) So that actually concerns me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the oh, guy no. from Cursive came, and you were like, oh, gosh, I have this big tattoo. That's so embarrassing. Um, but it's <laughs> kind of funny me. now, because yeah. I, I now have a big Dr. Manhattan tattoo on my arm, and here I am with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, see? Life is cyclical. It's all it's all, it's all, all circle. Yeah. <laughs> but, you, but you have no reason to be embarrassed, because we're friends. <laughs> and the yeah, guy from Cursive has no idea who I am. <laughs> And in a way, sometimes that makes it more embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have the luxury of anonymity. <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> but it is one of my sickest tattoos. So yeah. I don't know. What do you do? <laughs> I pre- I pre- we, we appreciate you for many reasons, that being one of them. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So let's talk about your relationship with movies. Sure. So. You famously have two tiny children and uh, therefore not a ton of time to be watching all kinds of movies. Sure. 
Did you have a uh, much of a relationship with film before the children? Yeah. Um, I'd say being a kid of the Midwest, my most of my hours were spent in front of either Ghostbusters or Beetlejuice or, you know, oh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the, the 90s classics. But I've always either been a fan of movies and like not super, not getting like super deep into the indies, but usually just like the main fair. But then mm-hmm. I would be around people or surrounded by people who are big movie buffs. And that started to get me into, you know, more interesting, you know, pushing the boundaries kind of movies. So it's been like, to your point recently, it hasn't been as much of that, but like for years I've always tried to be, you know, in the ballpark of it's usually about six months to a year after the thing happens. And then I'll be like, all right, let's finally watch that. (laughs) So I'm not, I don't have my finger on the pulse, but um, yeah, I've I've always, I'm trying, I'm putting (laughs) putting that effort. Yeah. 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 So it's always been, I've always, it's always been in the, in the ballpark and my like, yeah, for work I do, I edit videos. So like in my mind, I'm like pretending that I'm doing some sort of grandiose editing of film when really, when really I'm like putting together an insurance video that three people are going to see. So, you know, it's, you know, we all, have, we all have high hopes. <laughs> we all have high hopes, Kayla. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've always so loved So you consider yeah, yourself a filmmaker now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. If, if, if you could actually change my title in the podcast to filmmaker, I would appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no. Yeah. Love, love movies. Love a good, love a good movie. And yours, are you starting a movie podcast? Is that still happening? Oh, it or has is, it started? Yeah. It has not started yet. So okay. January 3rd, mm-hmm. we're going to drop the first episode. It's called, uh, We Thought This Was Good? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, so a friend of mine who's also a dad, basically, we you know text or message and would always just be like, here's this god-awful kids movie I watched this weekend. Or here's the one that, you know, Little Mermaid 5. Or like, we would just be <laughs> back and forth talking about these movies. And then it was uh-huh. just like in a casual conversation, you know, everyone, I think, makes your own memories and your own nostalgia like oh well that was the best of anything and so we were like well i don't maybe these movies we liked were also horrible yeah so then we bat around the idea of like that'd be a funny podcast you know kind of work through or work our way through old movies that we used to love when we were little and just see if if they hold up if they're horribly problematic like what like in today's <laughs> age if this movie yeah. like if it is good or not so we've recorded a few so far and it's it's been fun it's interesting to see like the ones that i go in thinking you know oh yeah this is definitely gonna hold up definitely doesn't yeah and then vice versa where i'm like this is gonna be horrible and i was like actually this is a pretty s- still solid movie and like not a lot of problems with it so so yeah uh, beginning of the year we thought this was good if you're in the little 90s you know, movie nostalgia. You can come along for a ride and hear yeah. two, you know, grumpy dads talk yeah. about. How if you're bad also they are. a dad in your 30s, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're looking for a niche market. No, for all the for all for all us 80s and 90s kids, we're gonna try to you know really dive deep into those uh, movies you grew up on to see if they're still good or if they're just god awful. Hell yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, that'll be sick. And so the movie you picked for today, and you did pick mm-hmm. this movie, is the 2016 film Hunt for the Wilder People. Yes. Or do you say Wilder People? I, yeah, I was actually going to, I was wondering I how you were going to pronounce it. You know, and I went Wilder, but I think it's Wilder. <laughs> well, because um, when you see Wild right there, yeah, that's, that's I know, I, I saw Wild too. first. Um, <laughs> me and Nick talked about pre-recording that uh, I've taken a, a considerable amount of anti-congestion medicine, so... <laughs> <laughs> So this is going to get wild. wild. As this goes on, might Couple be able to read wilder a little here. less and less. I also am not wearing my glasses. I just Excellent. realized. <laughs> wow, much clearer now. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. So this is sort of a family movie. Did you watch this with your family or no? So I watched it with my wife, Jen. Um, we actually wife loved brag. it. I, wife brag. You know, <laughs> uh, name drop. Um 
<laughs> yeah, we we loved it. I you know I'm yeah. now and I'll and I'll absolutely botch his name, but Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. We we had just started kind of like tiptoeing into his uh, movies. You know, watch Jojo Rabbit, and then I'm not sure how we even heard of this. I think it was just like popped on Netflix one night, and it came on as like a preview. Mm-hmm. And even like the preview of it felt like one of his movies. I was like, this kind of feels like it's one of his movies. And then I think we just looked and we're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So we popped it on, and uh, yeah, we absolutely loved it. So you had seen this before you picked it for the pod? I had, yes. And when I saw it on the list of movies, I was like, you know, I really loved it. So I was like, you know what? I want to I want to see what your thoughts are. And I was like, I want to I want to get someone else's opinion, see if it holds up. OK, um, I actually was not that familiar with Taika Waititi's work. Mm-hmm. I don't think I mean, like I'm aware of him as being, you know, generally a celeb, I guess. Yeah. But like I haven't watched I don't think like maybe anything else he's in or, or very little, if if yeah. anything. I haven't watched anything else he's directed for sure. Okay. So you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit? I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit. It's been on my okay. list. I just okay. haven't made my way to it. He also does what we do in the shadows, I think is what yep. is what uh, kind of boosted him into big fame. Yeah. And I think originally I don't I don't ever see his name credited with the Flight of the Concords, but it's definitely like he they're all homies and it's like yeah. the same comedy sensibility. So it feels like I think he directed a couple episodes. Okay. That makes sense. Um but I don't think he was as far as I know, and I could be wrong, but I don't think he was in it. I think he just no. directed a couple. Yeah. I did watch like a couple episodes of the show of what we do in the shadows. What did you make of that? It didn't it didn't stick with me. It didn't catch yeah. me. Um yeah. and I feel like and maybe I'll catch some grief for that because I know so many people who are like, this is the best show. Yeah. Like, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. And yeah. But it just didn't catch me. So yeah. I, I don't, don't disagree know. with Sorry. that. There's been a couple of <laughs> times we've taken a crack at it and I was like, there's a big part of me that would really like this. And it's just not like, I don't know if it's like some of those shows. The premise seems fun. Like, yeah, it, it feels should like it's there. Be fun. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm with you there. I don't know. It didn't catch me. Okay. So yeah. So Taika Waititi adapted this from a book and uh, so kind of wrote it and directed this and also has a cameo. As far as the other cast in this, we have Julian Dennison, who is in Deadpool 2, Godzilla versus Kong. Rachel House, who plays the welfare lady, was in Moana or did a voice for it anyway. See, that was the thing when we watched it. I heard mm-hmm. her voice and it like rattled my brain. I was like, what is this voice from? <laughs> and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out until I searched and saw. But yeah. yeah, Moana, she's in Thor Ragnarok, which I think did Taika, maybe did Taika, yeah. right? He directed that. Okay, so mm-hmm. I did see that. And she's also in the new Cowboy Bebop show that's okay. now canceled, I think. I was so. going to say, I Sorry. think that <laughs> might be done now. Ooh, <laughs> Sorry, John. Sorry, John Joe. R.I.P. And then Sam Neill, famously from Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and Reese Darby of Flight of the Concords, who we previously mentioned. <laughs> Another excellent cameo, which on the second watch of this, I forgot he was in it. And then when I heard mm-hmm. his voice, I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Brought me so much joy. We've also done another movie that he's in on the pod, which was Guns Akimbo, which we did okay. with Chris Sutter from Meatwave. See, <laughs> previously it's all mentioned. A damn circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to listen to that one because I haven't seen that movie. So I would yeah. love it. I would love to know how that was. Um, it's a great up, I think, even if you haven't seen the movie to listen to, because okay. Chris is very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes, agreed. All right. And then critic scores. This has. Crazy critic scores. 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. And 93 from Google users. So like very high critic scores. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize. I didn't, I didn't look that up. That's awesome. Yeah. So we can watch the trailer and then we can get into it. All right. 
This is Ricky Baker. Apparently he's a real bad egg. We're talking disobedience, stealing, spitting, running away, throwing rocks, kicking stuff, loitering, and graffiti. There's no one else who wants you, okay? That's my husband, Hector. You hungry? That's a silly question, isn't it? Look at you. <laughs> Is there anything you want me to do? Yeah, leave me alone. Cool. Goodbye, Ricky Baker. and Richard Baker had been missing now for six weeks. Faulkner is Caucasian. Well, they got that wrong, because you're obviously white. $10,000 to anyone who can capture them, dead or alive. Back up, homies! Oh, alive. They should be alive. So what do we do now? We run. Run, boy, run. This world is not meant for you. Run, boy, run. They're trying to catch you. Run, boy, run. Running is a victory. Anna, maybe we don't need to run. Oh, yeah. This is fast walk. Yeah. <sighs> You'll be a cracking up during this trailer. Oh, man. <laughs> so good. Just having a great time, huh? Yeah, seven <laughs> All right, so this is obviously a, a New Zealander film. Love it. That you call accent. it a Kiwi film? <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that accent that just like I'm in. Whatever. Okay, fine. I'll watch it. And I just, yeah. I'm just listening to that accent for that'll You're buy me like at least sauce. 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the actors in this film are Maori indigenous New Zealand people. Yeah. So that's pretty sick as far as representation goes. Feels real. It doesn't feel like they shot in front of a green screen. It feels it's the real deal. Yeah. And they're out in the damn country in New Zealand. Yeah too gorgeous out there (laughs) and like i said this is based on a book called wild pork and watercress by barry crump what a name Um, (laughs) (laughs) love it already i wish my name was barry crump (laughs) (laughs) i I will herefore to refer to you as barry crump (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) mr crump if you're nasty um i guess this is like a famous new zealand book like a lot of new zealand kids kind of grow up reading this or at least people that are taika's age so that's interesting yeah so where do we start with this we've got a kid who's a foster child Mm -hmm. who is being delivered to a new family and this kid as they say is a bad egg (laughs) (laughs) you do it (laughs) a bad egg a bad egg bit of a bad egg <laughs> I should have worked on my New Zealand accent a little bit more. For yeah, this you should episode. have practiced it. <laughs> a bad egg. Um, um, Rachel House, who plays the child welfare chick in this movie, is actually adopted in real life too. So I just wow. thought that was kind of a a wild fact that she's yeah. playing this person. So this boy, this boy rocks. First of all, just as <laughs> an actor, he He's has such best. a personality. Yeah. yeah. But they introduce his character as a sort of. Hellraiser uh, or a bad egg. (laughs) (laughs) So they say that he's, yeah, this sort of like Hellraiser kid, but we never really see that from him in the movie, I don't think. No. (laughs) Which is interesting. He's always just kind of like a goofy, like bumbling kid having a great time dancing, playing. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Really, they kind of just show his show the footage, set him up, but he's not like running off and doing any of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I also pros and cons on uh, chubby kid representation. Mm. So, as a former chubby kid myself, always happy to see chubby kid representation, <laughs> but. They constantly kind of bully him for it in this yeah, movie. Yeah, right out the <laughs> gate, Auntie <laughs> barrels <Yeah>. him twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to, I wrote that down. I was like, oh, right out the gate. Oh, and again. Okay, all right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so I didn't love yeah. that. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. I yeah. mean, and I think the first time that I did watch this, once that was set up, the first couple times I was like, oh man, they're really gonna like drive this home the whole movie. But I think that was aside from those first two. Like pokes at him to try to like they did you know, like one the other time. Okay, so yeah. that that I missed that one because I only saw like remembered those two and I was like, okay. I mean, I guess they let off of it <laughs> after that point, but yeah, yeah, I guess that was a way of breaking the ice. Maybe I don't know. It didn't seem to work. <laughs> <laughs> they were negging him. <laughs> Meet your new mom. Yeah. Hey, fat ass. Like, <laughs> welcome home. <laughs> yeah, are you hungry? Yeah, yeah exactly. I know you are. Look at you. It was like basically what she says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great. Not great. (laughs) (laughs) Not a great like intro to your new family. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) In the movie to the new parents, I guess, ask him to call them aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. But in the book, I guess the person who plays the aunt (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. is actually his blood relative aunt in the book. Oh, okay. I don't understand why they would make that change for the movie yeah what that would change for the story for them if she would have just stayed as blood aunt but the in the book the uncle is not well like they're married so only one's related by blood sure you know if both were related by blood we might have a problem yeah might be a different movie (laughs) that's true um yeah yeah i'm curious why they did that too i was trying to think if it was like it makes it harder for him but i don't know why yeah it seems like it's the same or a very similar movie so yeah I'm, yeah. I'd be curious to know that. Just a just an odd choice, I guess. Yeah. The only like minimal hell raising even that he does, I think, is at the beginning he keeps trying to run away. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of cute. And the aunt's in for it. Yeah. He's like, go ahead, you can run away. Just you know, just come back for breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> they so they quickly establish like a really cute relationship. Yeah. She. I. I wrote down. I. You know, aside from her couple of pokes in the beginning, I was like, I love, absolutely love the aunt. Like she's just a delight and. Really what bought Jen and I into watching this the first time is in the Netflix trailer. It's just her playing the song, the Ricky Mm. Baker song. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what is this? Like, I love this song and I want to know what this movie is. And so like that song just would keep getting stuck in my head. And still even now, like it's it's so it's so good. And she's yeah, I love her. The song does rock. You are a teenager and you're as good as gold. Ricky Baker. Ricky Baker. Happy birthday, once rejected, now accepted by me and Hector, a trifecta. <laughs> There's great music in this movie, like you said. Yeah, and she is, I think, one of the most like interesting and dynamic characters in the yeah. film. Yeah. Unfortunately, they kill her instantly. <laughs> yes, and that was actually, like I said, I've seen this one before and I forgot about that like i forgot mm-hmm. that they was even so it even caught me off guard a second time and i was like oh. but in in other taika fair he is known to kind of rip your heart out a little bit in that way so you know yeah. when you when you start he going loves down, killing women <laughs> not necessarily that it's women but that it is just like here's someone you fall for that you absolutely love 
now here's your heart given to you on a platter. Like, and it, yeah, probably it's, like it's a woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they didn't even. So I was upset that her character died, but it wasn't played emotionally in any way. Like, it's very. You don't even know what happens, kind of. Yeah. Like, boy just comes home and she's like laying on the grass, and the dad's like, oh no. And yeah. then it's like over, <laughs> like yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. And it's that's one of those things where you're talking about it now and I didn't even like think about it twice because I was just like so sad <laughs> over yeah. her being killed. I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not even asking that question. I'm just like, why, why, why is she dead? But that's true. It didn't, yeah, they don't even really touch on it. I just kind of keep it moving. Yeah, because they had just, her and the boy had established quite a cute relationship and they kind of made it clear that he had kind of been tossed around family to family he's kind of not finding his people and um this woman finally was like you know i love you and i don't care if you run away or you are a stinker yeah i'm i'm in fact maybe even more of a stinker (laughs) (laughs) this should be the tab of the movie one stinker meets another stinker yeah a couple, a few stinkers go on an adventure. What was the tagline for this movie? I wrote it down. Uh, Nature just got gangster. <laughs> Interesting. But she, she in many ways is even more gangster, quote yeah, unquote, for sure. Than he yeah. is. Mm-hmm. She was like um, picking out the fur from dead animals, and yeah, no problem. Stabbed a pig with her yeah. own hands. A wild yeah, she boar. Was, she was baller for sure. Yeah, baller. Yeah. <laughs> We love to use these words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dating myself at all by using this nomenclature. <laughs> um, teens, at us with cooler words, please. <laughs> See you on TikTok, kids. Tweet me. <laughs> please give me a better word to use. <laughs> so yeah, in many ways, she was more baller. <laughs> but unfortunately, they killed the ballerist of them all. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Rest in peace to the baller. Yeah, R.I.P. Her husband, who was left after this, mm-hmm. um, famously was a stinker. So we had just yeah. like this goofy, silly, like, you know, hardcore woman and uh, this stinker of a man who just is like a sourpuss, yeah. um, never any fun. And you hate to see it. I mean, yeah. couldn't she have gotten like a fun husband, <laughs> you know? Well, then what is that movie? That movie ends far too soon. The two of them are getting along immediately. There's no work put in. You need mm-hmm. to have the stinker. You, you have can one have a fun husband who's jealous. <laughs> that, okay. That's okay. fair. Okay. All right. I just yeah, wish I, mean, and, I want better for her, you know? Yeah. That's that's fair. <laughs> and that's fair. And and you see the version of him later on that you're like, his cold, hard exterior has now softened and he's, you know, he's, he's ready to, he's ready to be silly. He's ready to, he's ready to have some fun and it's all, yeah. yeah. She didn't he's get ready to, to. he never side. gets to, but yeah, yeah. he was ready to think about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So her funeral, that's when we get the cameo from Taika as the funeral director, the goofy yes. funeral director telling an insane story. <laughs> Guess what's on the other side of the door? Uh, yeah, another door. <laughs> apparently all of that was based on a real funeral that he experienced like a real eulogy at a funeral (laughs) yeah that's even better yeah i guess that was like part of the reason why he chose 
to play that character specifically was because he had this memory and he really wanted it to match that yeah. memory. That's why this this movie, this kind of movie really resonates, I think. I mean, but to your point, it's got like 90 plus percent ratings. Mm-hmm. It's like these feel, it's not like a movie where like oh, I'm watching Taika play a person or the dad play or Samuel play a person. Like those just feel like pe- real people you're watching. It's like a documentary of just these people. So it like it rings so true that there's this pastor that's just absolutely out of his mind telling this story at a eulogy like yeah it works so well (laughs) and who knows i mean they mentioned several times that they are in the bush or near the bush Mm -hmm. (laughs) goals Mm -hmm. Um, in new zealand (laughs) Um, (laughs) where you know quote-unquote crazy bush people live and uh just seems like um what would you compare that to i don't know it's like a, a lawless land yeah, you know, mm-hmm. wilderness. Or, and, or I mean, they're the crazy people. You got Psycho Sam. True. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> true. <laughs> they're all out and there. he's a bushman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Literally, in one point. Right. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, you're so right. It hit me in a couple different. Hit, hit, hit me with a few laughs. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So being in the bush, they maybe encounter other crazy people, including this weird pastor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone out here is kind of a little unhinged i guess yeah so after she dies the child welfare people send a letter saying that they're just gonna take the kid back because the mom died question mark right i don't know where all the logic is in this (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if it's like the agreement is based upon both there needs to be both parents in the situation yeah i mean uh, uh, my uh, my legalese on uh adoption and uh you know my mm-hmm. background and that uh that field is not so uh, it's not as deep as you would think so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure if it if it rings true but, but i mean yeah. you went to college come on pull it up yes. pull it up yep. pull up my diploma let me look at it yeah. <laughs> you didn't take one <laughs> law class <laughs> not a i don't know how it happened not a single one <laughs> useless degree (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the kid feeling home for the first time as he said says f that i'm not doing that fakes his own death sort of (laughs) (laughs) perfectly (laughs) yeah perfectly flawlessly he like makes a a dummy that you would make of yourself like they do in movies when kids are trying to sneak out and they put one in Mm -hmm. their bed to make their parents think they're still there um so a similar type of dummy of himself writes a suicide note saying something like i lit myself on fire evidence (laughs) of me being lit on fire inside (laughs) this barn but then uh obviously the whole barn goes aflame yeah. So, a little backfire. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> You're setting them up. On top man. of your game. On top of your game. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how it happened, but it turns out I'm on top of my game. Excellent. <laughs> no notes for you. <laughs> so, the whole barn lights on fire. He takes off into the into the jungle, aka bush, with yeah. um Tupac. His dog, Tupac, because he's famously, quote unquote, just gangster. A, just a really cool rapper and my best friend. So, of course, he instantly gets lost in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, the 
I don't know. Do you call him dad or do you call him uncle? Because my notes all say dad, I'm going to be honest. But yeah, um, that's fine. He calls I, know him who, uncle. I know who you're referencing. <laughs> I will say that first time that he runs away and they show him in the field with his hoodie zipped all the way up, that absolutely mm-hmm. killed me. I laughed so hard. Just That was very him. funny. Yeah, the hoodie that zips all the way up over the whole face and everything. Yeah. It's so good. And you know what? It looked cozy. Yeah. So I kind of want one of these hoodies. Yeah. I'm looking at <laughs> Swing by Hot Topic. They might have a few left. <laughs> I love having a stupid piece of clothing (laughs) yeah yeah it's like half my wardrobe useless (laughs) i used to date someone who had a really stupid coat (laughs) and like it was like if you put the um latch over the face the whole Mm -hmm. hat part of it would just be like so high like cone heads you just look ridiculous it was the puffiest jacket you've ever seen and then if you tape up the face you got this hat thing going on so you just look crazy so i bought the same coat that they had the exact same one and uh pranked them by showing up in it um (laughs) and what do they think about that (laughs) then we were coat people together (laughs) see people who are coat people together they stay together yeah, but unfortunately, we did not stay together. So. Right, right. So that doesn't, that doesn't ring true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know what? I don't know. We gave it the college try, I guess. Yeah. Um, so the dad slash uncle, we're going to go, whatever one comes out of my mouth, you know what I mean. That's fair. Dad finds him, and we get the dad can't read reveal. Yeah. That he is, in fact, illiterate. Sam Neill, who plays this dad... Uh, in real life has a BA in English literature. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> he's, he's playing out of his league here. He's, yeah. uh, he's, he did a good job. Incredible actor. Made Someone with a BA in, liter- <laughs> in English literature pretending to be illiterate. I mean. <laughs> give him the award. <laughs> Whatever the award Oscar. is, give it to him. That's it. <laughs> the kid kind of drags him for being illiterate. And uh, they have a little bit of a fight where the dad tries to lunge at the boy and like breaks his foot. So now they're like in the middle of the woods. Dad's got a broken foot and they're going to have to camp out for a while. So this becomes a classic two guys in the woods film. The child services people, they are hunting these two men. They're hunting the wilder people. Yeah. It's It's so fun though. It's so fun because it's like there's not anyone in the movie that I didn't enjoy being on screen at any point. Like I mean, everyone is just so silly. Even even though there are like serious heartfelt moments, there's just so many like goofy ones that make up for any sort of evil that I would think a person should have as the bad guy or the bad girl. It was it was just yeah, everyone's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, they're goofs. <laughs> yeah, just a bunch of goofs. <laughs> you know, we have this classic like lineage of the dad and boy were kind of butting heads at first the dad never Mm -hmm. wanted a kid he's kind of like a get away from me leave me alone type guy um you're an idiot little kid little runt even yeah but you know after a while they start to grow on each other tales old as time sure we kind of dad breaks his foot and then it's kind of like anyway six weeks later (laughs) um (laughs) okay (laughs) at that point the boy tries to teach the dad how to do haikus to process his trauma which is something he learned i guess but imagine imagine learning how to do haikus before you know how to read again another thing you're you're making me think about that i I did not consider (laughs) watch this movie (laughs) yeah that is wild 
<laughs> and it comes into play later too as another heartfelt moment. So mm-hmm. something to think about. That, that That's giving me something to think about. So what I'm hearing is you sort of let this movie just glaze over you. Not a thought in the head, not a care not- in the world. <laughs> That's how I kind of go through life. I was enamored so much <laughs> by the like you setting and the people. You were dissociating on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like closing my eyes and meditating that I was a part of this world. And then I was like, oh, I guess I watched a movie. Fine. All right. <laughs> but I wasn't Done. picking up on like these lapses in time. It was just, it just felt like it was all kind of linear. Like I, I wasn't picking up on like these big gaps. So wrong on me. Yeah. So they're learning haikus. They're bonding, etc. They find, what do you call that? spot like a shed yeah it's um like uh i don't know what you'd call it that it's like a shit like a like a co-op like, like a, a shit? <laughs> <laughs> that what you're gonna say no like i was trying to think of like a shared uh shed a, a shred a shared a shri shri shed <laughs> a place that people can just go and sleep if they need a place to sleep out in the yeah. middle of nowhere this might be like a I don't know. Do those things exist in America? Because I've no, seen that, them. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. That that feel that feels like something that's a, a New Zealand thing or a, a outside the states. Yeah. Well, because we did a Scottish movie too, um, Under the Skin, and mm. that also had one of these kind of places. Okay. In Scotland. So, yeah. so I'm thinking this is like a not American thing, but it seems to be fairly commonplace outside of yeah. here. Yeah. They they weren't surprised by it. They're like, all right, sweet. Here's one of these places. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. And they just pop in. Yeah. Um, and inside, though, they do find newspaper clippings of, like, wanted these two people. And it's them. Yeah. This is, like, intercut with, like, news reports, sort of. And all of the news presenters throughout the movie are actual news people uh, in real life. So. Wow. See? That's another nice cool. little Easter egg. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So while they're in this cabin, or whatever you call it, some Hellraiser hunter guys find them. They try to explain what had <laughs> happened about the foot and everything, mm-hmm. but the boy explains it using, I don't know, the way he phrases it yeah. makes it seem like the dad is a pedophile. Yes, and all the and all the other hunters are Every, basically everyone else in the room except him realizes it and it's it's only getting worse before it gets better like the more he explains he's it, a wor- child and he doesn't yes. know yeah. yeah he's saying like oh he made me do stuff yeah. and i don't know it carries on from there i didn't yeah. love this bit to be honest yeah you're dying laughing <laughs> you're loving see, it i could see why you would not like it or why this person <laughs> wouldn't like it it's i mean on the face of it as as you're explaining it's one of those jokes when you start to explain it you're like Okay, now explaining this joke, it doesn't sound great, but yes, I I, I get I get where you're coming from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's just you see my like point, a, but you disagree. No, I don't. I don't <laughs> fully disagree. I think yeah, I think I laughed at it, but it's more so just like it just seems like a okay, so standard you're trope. To being problematic. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're, we're all we're all we're all works in progress. Um, the I it just felt like uh like a standard yeah like old trope of like yeah like an adult explaining or an adult and the kid completely misunderstanding each other but yeah that it's not it's not a great premise it's you don't want to laugh at uh pedophilia necessarily it's not a great joke but um the it's more just listening to him talk and like everyone's reaction and it getting worse before it gets better but yeah the the premise the premise is not great yeah yeah it's cheap maybe so I didn't love it. Nick thought it was hilarious. And then we move on to... Wow. Just selling me. Just push me down the creek. There you go. See you later, my friend. Oh, we're just having fun here. 
Later, we also find out. Um, so the dad obviously is not a pedophile, but what he is or has been convicted of is manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, so, just a little note. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> just randomly drops like, oh, I've been to prison for manslaughter. Anyway, yes. yeah. like if that was the case, like they would never have given him a child, right? Fair. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, feel, it feels a little it feels a little like it's got some holes in it at that point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Which may be part of the reason why he's like, I am out of here. But yeah, in, in the beginning, it probably probably does. The whole, the whole story kind of falls apart. Yeah, I think a lot of this maybe like if you think about it too hard, probably yeah. falls apart. <laughs> well, how old is the book? I'm, I didn't even look into like the book itself. If it's like, is this just one of those things where it's based off of old kind of to your point like old jokes that still don't fly old like premises that don't really get fleshed out like that that's what i'd be curious to find out hold on i'm looking it up 86 so like a little old but like not that old yeah not that but, old, okay. <laughs> but 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 listen, as, as time as time is a flat circle as well. Uh-huh. As as I've been uh, unpacking some older movies from the eighties and nineties, it's not that long ago, and a lot of these movies really don't hold yeah. up. <laughs> so, In terms of comedy, especially. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've tried to rewatch some comedies that I loved from the nineties. Mm-hmm. And boy, <laughs> some of them are so tough yeah. to look at. <laughs> yeah, I grew up like infatuated with John Hughes movies, and some of those rewatches, either entire premises, full jokes, long duck dong. There's parts of it that is like, okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe, maybe I just need to keep that in the back of my head and leave it there instead of revisiting some of these things. Because yeah, I'm gonna have to unpack. This is not a good thing anymore. I don't like this anymore. My childhood is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Even like I tried to rewatch Mr. Show not that long ago. Oh, okay. And like Mr. Show, one of the most like renowned comedy things, yeah. at least in like alt comedy sense, mm-hmm. um, something that I remember adoring, right? Mm-hmm. God, I could barely make it through any episodes. Yeah. Um yeah. they're all like homophobic gay jokes and like sexist yeah. jokes and it's t- rape jokes and <laughs> it's I not I don't think comedy as like just a it's just like a blanket statement, but like stand up especially when you listen to old stand up albums, I mean even people because that yeah, that just was at that time that was like an easy joke to make or those were easy jokes to make but like even like um shuffle I'll hear like pat Oswalt, even his older stuff someone's like now would never dare to think to make that joke but yeah. then just like laying into jokes like that so it's like damn like yeah some going down memory lane on so many things is like oh it's it, it can be so rough it yeah. was really hard yeah. and i don't think like that they had bad intentions. No. Like, I don't think they were like homophobic people no. or anything like that. But God, it's really tough to listen to. I stopped watching yeah. because I was like, if I keep watching this, I'm going to hate the show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah, that's um, fair. I think there's some some comedy, stand up comedy, but comedy is it's hard for it all to age well. There's some some things you go back mm-hmm. on. Some Yeah, it can yeah. be rough. It can be a rough revisit. Yeah. So, yeah, so this being from the 80s, maybe could be that some of that transferred in. Yeah. We don't know. But it's a movie. It's a movie. You said it came out in 2016, 2017. So 2016. Yeah. So you still got you got like 30. You got like 30 years of time to update or go in and revisit. (laughs) So but he's been I mean, Taika Waititi did a lot of writing for this, too. Mm -hmm. So I don't want him to be able to get away scot free if he's making bad jokes either. Sure. (laughs) 
No, I don't disagree. This to me is that old adage of like separating the art from the artist. Like, can you do it? Are you willing to do it? Is it ever okay to do it? Like it's, I mean, I, I'm guilty of it here. I have a brand new tattoo on the back of my arm that mm-hmm. now feels horrible <laughs> Yeah, because of what that singer did. So it's like, I'm, I, I never see it. It's on the back of my arm. I always forget about it. And then someone will see it and remind me. And I'm like, yeah, that's not great. So it's this it's this thing of like I So mean, you're also since, dealing with being canceled. I'm I'm I myself <laughs> am a canceled man and this is my redemption story. This is your and confession. I'm glad you're a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um No, it's it's I think that's a really like it's always so an you interesting relate to Taika in that sense cuz you're both yeah. canceled. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's fine. It feels good. It feels good to have your, to know your people. <laughs> to have a community. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. That's it. Just, just thinking about art, art versus artist, and and to your yeah. point, like I don't think you get, I don't think you get away making bad off-color jokes, whatever the case is. I think, I think if to that point, those people talked and said, you know, that was not cool. That doesn't fly. Like I, you know, make an apology or make amends with it. It's worse when you get the other side, which is like, well, and makes excuses or says, you know. That was yeah. just the time, or I don't understand why people are getting so offended. That 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 to me is a, is a whole other thing. But mm-hmm. but but watching watching something old that does that has jokes or has premises that are rough to watch in a more updated time. But then also coupling that with is that per, that creator okay with that? Do they justify it or do they say like if I remade this, I wouldn't have you know that'd be something I cut. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's that in itself is very yeah. That's a I wonder what he would say about that. I wonder if there's any like interviews that touch on that at all yeah i don't know it was hard to find even that many interviews about this from taika all the interviews i did find well from taika so i don't know about the author of the book that's a separate Mm -hmm. thing but almost all the interviews i found that were with taika for this movie were like i was really trying to get taika unfortunately he could only talk to me on the phone for five minutes so (laughs) here's what we got Got (laughs) you know yeah yeah i think I don't know that it was this movie because I think this won some like indie movie, some awards and was to your point had this like high ratings. But then after that, like his star kind of shot up between what we do in the shadows and then all of a sudden he's directing mm-hmm. Marvel movies. So, yeah. So, yeah, that that kind of lines up that I think that makes sense mm-hmm. that he was just too busy. <laughs> just too busy. Too busy, too busy to be canceled. Be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I didn't love was, I mean, we've kind of already joked about it a little, but like the gangster, mm-hmm. like quote unquote thug yeah. aspect to this movie yeah. too, or to the character of the kid. We see some of the news clips they show are really leaning into that, like, this kid is a thug, a heathen, like he robs and sets fires, like, mm-hmm. and they kind of play it for comedy, but... Uh, I mean, it is a real bias that like actually hurts people. And even just as far as like his character goes, like they only mention like a couple times throughout the movie that he, um, what would be the word, like idolizes or wants to be some sort of like quote unquote gangster. (laughs) Yeah. What does he say? Skucks? Yeah. Yeah. That was a term I meant to look up, but I assume that was just like, yeah, like being in a gang or being a gang member like he says we didn't choose the skucks life the skucks life chose us yeah yeah i think it's just like it's specifically like a maori islander boy a youth a a teen or a young adult sort of hellraiser i think is kind of what it 
means, but he like names his dog Tupac. He talks mm-hmm. about his cool shoes. Um, but other than that, it's like either go harder or just don't do that oh, at all. Do you know I what I mean? Saying. Yeah. It mm-hmm. like was only mentioned a little bit. The media bias, yeah, I'm not a fan of either way. But if you're yeah. gonna give this kid and even making the tag to the movie, whatever I said it was, mm-hmm. the Bush just got gangster or something, yeah. whatever it was. So you, so you think that, because even on the face of His you character saying, is confusing, I think is what I'm yeah. really saying. Okay. So you don't think that's like everyone misunderstanding him. They're assuming this stuff about him, but really he's not. You think that's like a choice the movie made and didn't like follow, like yes. follow through with it? Okay. It's kind okay. of both because I I, in the end, like- you know, I guess like the message is, oh, he's actually a sweet kid who was just yeah. misunderstood. But like he does self-identify that way as well. Yeah. You know, to some extent. Yeah. And I think part of that's probably just like a defense mechanism. Yeah. Like he's truly a, a little deep down. I mean, you see it with him and the aunt that he's he's a little sweetie and wants to just have a nice place to be. But being tossed around all these homes, like I think, yeah, that just makes him fall back into this. Yeah. Be tough and do graffiti and spit off the, the you know the overpass and all this stuff so but even at the beginning like the only inkling that we even get if they had not said out loud yeah. this kid is a hellraiser and he has this yeah. history you would not get that from his character in any way yeah you yeah. know like yeah that's true so you would have wanted more give, hellraising yeah he doesn't yeah. give any pushback at all besides the like running out the door he's instantly soft yeah well, and towards the end, Sam Neill trying to be like, hey, let's stop this. And he's just like, no. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know if that's him falling back into that again, just being like, sorry, like this is <laughs> this yeah. is just who I am like this or this is who I want to this is who I want to be or the kind of mm-hmm. person I, I want to be portrayed as. But yeah, that's that's uh, I wonder if in the book, that's that's one of those things that's like <laughs> I doubt his translated. character was gangster in the book. Well, but something <laughs> that they you have more time to flesh out some of that in a book versus you know, a hour 50, what is it, hour 41 movie where it's like, all right, yeah, yeah, gangster. Let's get to the rest. Like, let's get to the thing that like drives. I wonder if that, again, if that, if that's lining up with the book or if that's just a, a choice they made to, to translate to the movie. Yeah. I still think they could have either leave it or, or do it. Yeah. Yeah. Com- commit or quit. Yeah. There's a rhyme that's for fair. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm working on my put, haikus. Put, put that on a shirt. I'd buy that shirt. <laughs> Screen vomit. Commit or quit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He just always seems like nice, goofy kid. Yeah. And not a gangster to me. Sorry, poser. <laughs> Pick a different rapper. Tupac's played out. Let's, you know, know, your, know your work. <laughs> know your history. Yeah. So eventually they do make it to another cabin mm-hmm. where there's like a guy dying inside. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, he's 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 in the middle of death. He looks like he's dead when they show up. Yeah. Yeah. So they have to get him some help. So the kid goes off on his own to find a bush person. Yeah. <laughs> They're in the middle of nowhere. And he's just like, follow some trail. You'll make it to bush people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll get there. That was a funny moment. I did. I did think about that. Where I was like, like, because I, I guess that he just doesn't want to be around that guy. So I guess that's yeah. fair. But it's like your other option is to, yeah, just wade into the unknown. It's like I, I'll stay with. The, I guess both aren't great options. But I, yeah. I feel more safe letting Sam Neil the traverse cabin. the wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll hang in here. Yeah, yeah. But he does find a hot horse girl. So also, yeah, and the cool, <laughs> the cool horse girl dad. They do the famous like 
movie love look like where <laughs> <laughs> the like shampoo commercial yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you know she's like lit up in a halo wagging her mm-hmm. hair and yep. he's just like hearts in his eyes but she does go to her house and call the cops so no one's perfect everyone's no, complicated there's layers here it's the onion <laughs> but her song her song that her and her dad sang was it's so good their little duet that they sang. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was cute. And it lulls the boy right to sleep. Yeah. So that he accidentally stays the night. And then when he does get back to the cabin in the morning, it's surrounded by not only police, but all the child welfare people. Right. And I think from that point, the heat is like really on. Yeah, it does step up a notch. Yeah. Because we haven't really felt the police presence throughout the movie up until that point. Right. And he's had Sam. He's had uncle. He's had dad. He's had Dunkle <laughs> with him the whole time to kind of guide him. And now it's like, yeah, you're on your own now. You got to figure this out. So yeah. it, really, yeah, it really kicks up a notch. And so at this point, we jump to dot, dot, dot four months later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the time jumps just keep happening. And I think... I don't know. It's kind of crazy that the timeline of this movie is so expansive. It's so long. Sometimes just, like I said, zips forward with like no warning. Like you didn't feel like it was necessary to do that? You could have just kept it moving. And I feel like not only do you lose like character development by just zipping all that time but i think that we also we're losing a lot of like the day-to-day challenges of their environment which is probably one of the more interesting things to think about when you're going to be putting characters in this environment is how are they surviving you know and especially over that length of time i think making it so long kind of ungrounds the movie uh for me Like, it takes me out of it because I'm thinking there's no way they're eating that long. At some points, I mean, eventually we kind of montage into it's winter, it's snowing, and then we kind of montage back into spring again. (laughs) Um, So we've gone like over a year, it seems like. And Yeah. So to you, is this another like, pardon my French, another like shit or get off the pot kind of a thing? Like, it's like, (laughs) if you're going to like give us that amount of time, then really dive into it. Otherwise... Like, don't, like, cut that out. Like, it doesn't serve anything for you. I think it actually harms the story for me to go that long. Because it also, like, are cops really going to chase them for this long? Sure. That's like a year because that's like one is six months, one's four months. It's probably like over a year this is all happening. Yeah. Yeah. And we go through, like I said, multiple seasonal changes. Yeah. It's got to be over a year. There's no way that any like police force would put this much effort and time and money (laughs) into one boy one boy who by the way was like a lost to the system child right he's not even like he doesn't have parents looking for him you know right so is it more of the because you were talking about before how it's like they've got the news people the media is there is it like that's driving it because now it's some murderer who has kidnapped a kid like they've Mm -hmm. created they've kind of like driven this other narrative to like make it more interesting when really yeah it's a kid that like no one cares about and then some guy that no one knows well yeah but even with the added like falsified narrative of him being maybe like a dangerous criminal man who was like kidnapped this child even then like how many children get kidnapped like all the time that have no active like police for imagine if we you know deployed this many police officers for a single child a parentless child even sure you know for a year for all mm-hmm. the time they're just 
it seems like they're they're just romping through this bush for the entire time, <laughs> like on the ground. Just having a hoot. Yeah. Helicopters, like everything, and just how little character growth there is for that amount of time. Sure. They don't yeah. really change in any way except that they become more fond of each other, yeah. which could have happened in a week or a couple weeks. Yeah, that's fair. So you so you think just the uh the Kayla remake <laughs> is cut all the like extra long time gaps that doesn't serve anything. Either either really like dig your toes in and really get into some of this or like skip it all together and just make this like a a couple of weeks out in the woods. Yeah. In the bush. Because that's like, it's hard to be in those elements. Like they are in the New Zealand wilderness, which is like real wilderness. There are wild boars. There are, you know, dangerous animals, dangerous environments. There is danger and they don't have shelter, right? They don't have a tent. I don't think they have packs at all, do they? Or very, very little supplies, if any. Yeah. Yeah, they've got they've each got a gun and yeah. they kind of stumble upon some toilet paper now and then. Yeah, not not a lot on them. And that's it. So yeah. <laughs> like, So you're, so what? Okay. All right, Kayla. So what you're saying is that you could <laughs> that I guess you're you're implying that you couldn't survive out in the bush for a year with a gun <laughs> and some toilet paper? All right. They don't have cooking utensils. They don't have fire starters. Uh, all right. They don't have okay. shelter. <laughs> Maybe you can't, but listen, I'm I'm a wilder person. I identify as one of the wilder people as, in this community, and I would die. That's the thing too. When I think about this, I would be dead instantly. Like there'd be no like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I would see one spider and literally yeah. have a heart attack to death. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, okay, please take me away. I don't, I don't. There's no reason for me to be out here. I'm him in the zipped up hoodie, just in the grass. Like I don't even make it like more than a hundred feet from the house. <laughs> yeah, and like all oh, the walking they're doing, and we've already yeah. said he's not in shape, you know. Yeah, and he never gets any more in shape right. after living in. <laughs> Right. Living in the woods for a and year. Sam Neill absolutely obliterates his ankle as well. So yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not it's not it's not going great out there. Yeah, no. So yeah, I think just with a shortened timeline, this would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah, a shortened timeline and more details, mm-hmm. more plot. So you so to you the focusing on just the two of them. You want more of the other side of it, like they're. It's like they're they're fine and well, but all this other stuff is just like their two characters aren't like doing it for you enough to like Mm -hmm. forego all the gaps and all the like goofiness. Got it? Yeah, that's fair. Not enough. That's fair. They're fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with these two guys. Like the actors do a great job, etc. But like character wise, yeah, they're not given a lot. Yeah, I can see that. And there are, of course, now trying to think of like one off the top of my head. I can't think of one, but there are definitely shows and movies like that where it's like really tough to suspend disbelief like even if the premise is good it's like i can't get over a b and c to like even make myself like in this world Mm -hmm. to like enjoy it so i i've definitely been there before so but so so i see where you're coming from for this because yeah there's there are there are these little goofy parts that you can that could be easily fixed or tweaked to like yeah you know cut out or fix yeah and i think just like yeah, that ungrounds it a little. So, like, if it yeah. was shorter, it'd be more believable, and yeah. the cops would be more believable, and their lack of character development would be less obvious because yeah. it'd be a couple weeks, you know. Yeah. Um, their yeah. lack of body change would be less obvious <laughs> because it'd be a couple weeks. Sure. Um, it just like yeah, that 
that simple thing, that simple change could make a huge difference for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So that's my opinion. Yeah. Well, that's a good one. <laughs> Again, I think this this is one of those times where a movie like this could easily, to your point, get caught up and bogged in it, or I'm just like I'm already along for the rides. I'm not even, I'm not even here. This, this stuff is whizzing past me. So this, yeah. even this conversation is great. Cause it's the stuff that I'm like, I'm just, I'm looking over here while all this other stuff's happening. It's like, yeah, that's a totally different viewing experience. Like it, it makes the movie <laughs> like a 93% probably doesn't make sense to you for this movie. Or like, it's yeah. like maybe, you know, like it's good, but damn, that's, that, that seems pretty crazy to give it that. So Yeah, I was feeling like maybe I had some controversial takes on this film That's after fine. seeing the And you know what? Scores. Even after this conversation, like I'm you reeling it back a little, a little bit little myself. Different. Yeah, because yeah, I to that point, like I I love the aunt, Sam like I just I think they're all doing such a good job that I'm not even like mm-hmm. worried about like I'm not even thinking about their stuff. I'm just like I just like these characters, these people, this this idea. So like whatever, put them in here and place x doing y like i'm i'm not thinking about this stuff because i just want to see what happens to these people yeah but to that point i've definitely been the opposite of that in the movie i've been like this is bullshit i'm not doing any of this (laughs) turn it off like (laughs) so i'm with you i'm with you yeah although i will say in the Hmm. scene where the seasons are changing i really enjoyed that like 360 shot where they're showing like the child welfare people and then it's like the random cabin guys it's mm-hmm. like it just keeps spinning and it's showing them all kind of like looking yeah. off them i just i just thought that was really cool and how they uh, interrelate cool there is yeah. like there is some cool cinematography in this and like yeah. it does like it looks nice like it's well yeah. shot yeah well shooting in new zealand it's like yeah those like the drone shots and these flower shots are just like <laughs> you can't fine, really go whatever wrong. <laughs> no mean... it's like all right i'm in yeah it looks beautiful so yeah <laughs> having a beautiful backdrop is half yeah. the battle yeah 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 <laughs> Another thing was that they find those hell-raising hunters that we mentioned after several months also <laughs> again in the bush. Yeah. Again, don't see the problem with what you're saying. Keep it moving. <laughs> I'm taking this all in stride. Uh-huh. And yeah. they take their guns and leave them with their tails between their legs again. Outwitting everyone yet again. Yeah. So that they can continue their journey. Yeah. Just a child and an old man outwitting everyone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is all slightly blowing me away because I don't know how I missed out on all these time gaps. Like, and, <laughs> and it flat out saying this is now four months and six months later. I must have perfectly looked away at those exact moments because yeah. <laughs> this movie, I treat it as like the premise you're saying where it all is just like a couple weeks. Yeah. Now I'm going to have to watch it a third time and be like, what the hell is this? Like, I totally yeah. did not see that. Well, you know, to your point, there this movie also is like separated into chapters. Yeah. So like every so often a chapter title will come on the screen. Mm-hmm. To be honest, I found that a little distracting and I could have done without that at all. But yeah. I also, I guess, entirely missed chapter one and chapter two because I just saw chapter three pop up on the screen yeah. and I was like, yeah, it was not a, it was not an order. It was like chapter three, chapter nine. Yeah, it was just kind <laughs> like, of it was kind of humming along. Yeah. So. I maybe I just happened to look down at the same second that the chapter one and chapter two was on the screen. Like I don't know, but um, yeah, I found the the chapters uh, element a little distracting as well. I we could have done without that. Hmm. Do you ever? Because that that 
makes me think of like Royal Tenenbaums that, that you know, I've obviously it's, this is not the first time it's happened. Do you ever see that in a movie or on a show and go like, yes, this is adding to it? Like, is it ever, does it just feel like it's just something cute to do? Or is it like, do you feel like this is adding to this? I can't think of a specific example at the moment where it yeah. works, but I think there are times when it works. Okay. There were a lot of chapters in this though yeah. too. I don't remember exactly how many, but I feel like there was like 10 or something. Yeah. And that's a little excessive too, but... Does it just feel like another thing that you don't need to have? It's another thing you don't need to have. And I think that where having chapters, where it comes into being helpful to a story is when there is some like big shift going on. Got it. So it's like now this is like announcing that there's a shift about to mm-hmm. happen, you know, yeah. or... So like something completely different might happen now in part two that than what happened in part one or, it, you know, something along those lines. And in this movie, I felt like we were just having a natural progression, like no really like crazy shifts for most of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just a chapter showing up like every 20 yeah. seconds. Like yeah. <laughs> they're walking this you know, way. Now chapter seven, they're walking yeah. this way still, you know, like <laughs> it's an exciting read. it grips you (laughs) i mean i get that yeah maybe they wanted to tie it back to being a book or whatever but i don't know i could have done without the chapters is all i wonder again if he would redo this movie is this like an early movie where he's just kind of doing things that he thinks are good and cute and works and if he looked at it again would be like i would cut all this i would like this could go completely like like when you listen back on like old music you made or whatever you're like that yeah. Is a night is, is my nightmare. Yeah. So it's like I wonder if to that point if it if similarly if, if he would be like no this is this is great or perfect or like no problems with it or if he would have a bunch of stuff to say about it too. I feel like most most filmmakers I know you get to a point where you just say this is good enough and it has to get out of my hands. Sure. <laughs> I mean, there's I know musicians who are the same way because you could yeah. you could sit and stare at something for your whole life and never put it out. So at a certain point, you do just have to be like, all right. Here's yeah. the thing, like whether this it's is done good or not. enough and it has to get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't spend more time on this. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Probably everyone would go back and make changes to anything creative they've done. Yes. <laughs> and even the things I'm currently creating, I would go, I would be changing mid process. <laughs> I, I'm going to be making a podcast and editing it as I'm doing it. It'll, it will never come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're thinking about stuff you're doing in the future and you're already yes. editing that. And I hate yeah. it. I hate it. I already hate it. Could do without it. <laughs> I talked to someone recently who's also a podcaster and mm-hmm. we were just having a conversation and in our conversation he's like, Well, if this was my podcast, I would have just edited out what I just said and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, oh, that's, see, that's insane. <laughs> when you hold that creative control over something, just there's times where you could wish you could go back just in normal life situations and be like all right, let me cut this in and out. All right, let me just grab yeah. that out of there. Oh, look at this! Look at this beautiful memory that doesn't have any of that in the middle. Like it's so much better this way. I mean, I, I guess that's essentially Instagram and things like that. It's like this is my yeah, well, this is yeah. my edited my uh-huh. edited life. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> it. Uh-huh. I'm not a nightmare, everyone that you're aware of. <laughs> True. You know what? Great point. <laughs> yeah, around this area is where we get that um, will the people line. Where mm. they're always on the move, they're always on the lookout for hunters, like a wildebeest, except they're people. Wilde, wilder people. <laughs> <laughs> wilder people. Wilder people. Yeah. Have you ever seen a wildebeest? 
Uh, I can't say that I have. Aside from, I know from a picture, <laughs> you have some picture in your mind yeah, though of yeah. what it's like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I would picture like the boar that they tackle yeah. or something similar yes. to that. However, so because this thought occurred to me earlier today, I was like. I don't know that I've ever actually looked up what a wildebeest is, what it looks like. I have no idea. They're a vegetarian relative of the antelope. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely thinking like warthog. I know. (laughs) Like a horrible beast. Why does warthog like come to mind? Because that's like the imagery that I conjure too when I think of like the term wildebeest. Yeah. But it's not at all like what they look like. They're like tall and skinny and have long heads like an antelope. (laughs) Again. You've spent the last hour and a half blowing my mind. Like you're just <laughs> the walls are coming down around me. <laughs> my mind was also blown. I was like, I I don't know why it's never occurred to me to like look up what this is. I don't know why like a wild boar or warthog or whatever you want yeah. to call it like is the image that comes to mind. Like where does that come from? Because we both yeah. have it, so it has to be yeah. from somewhere. It's something. <laughs> um, but no, it's like this tall, scrawny <laughs> creature. Just eating veggies, just chilling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I just thought that was kind of weird when I actually looked that up. But speaking of wild boars, Mm -hmm. we do have a wild boar scene in here too where um, a wild boar like attacks their dog. Yeah, Zag. Yeah. That was like one of the more intense scenes of the film, right? Yeah. Like yeah. that in the earlier scene where the ant just like annihilates one of those things. Like yeah. like that in this scene, you're just like, damn. Like, <laughs> like you know it could be that. And you're like, there, yeah, it's it like caught me off guard both times, yeah. Those things are scary. Yeah. The one that's in the middle of the movie. I don't know if the one in the beginning is the same, but um, was a mix of CGI and practical costuming. So it's like two guys in their horsey style. Like one guy's <laughs> the head and one guy's the ass. Like literally. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's such a great ter- horsey style. That's good. That's horsey style, good. but you knew what yeah. I meant when I said I, 100%, it. One hundred percent. That was that was. There was no sarcasm. In that I loved that. Those are the words you chose. To, it's, Hell yeah. it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I read a thing that said you can tell at one point because I think there's like a part where the dog bites his leg and he bends at the knee. <laughs> oh, okay. Is what I read, but I yeah. didn't go back and watch it again to see if that was true. So I don't know, yeah. but there might be a tell in there either yeah. way this thing is scary as hell and yeah. <laughs> it almost pretty much murders the dog and then it almost yeah. murders the dad too yeah mm-hmm. but the boy yeah, things out of control is gangster as hell and shoots it right between the eyes yeah doesn't even <laughs> doesn't even move a step just drops that thing yeah hell yeah um but then they do have to actually kill the dog so yeah r.i.p dog yeah r.i.p a couple of r.i.p's throughout yeah <laughs> Couple two tree RIPs. <laughs> <laughs> After that, some point um, is when we meet the Bushman himself, Psycho Sam. Psycho Sam. Psycho Sam, <laughs> uh, played by Reese Darby. I love Sam. You also love Sam. So good. Yeah. At, at zero notes on Sam. Yeah, zero notes. Um, <laughs> I think he and the mom character from early in the movie, as you've said, yeah. the two best characters in this film, like hands down. Yeah, but sure. also both only in this film for like a moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. Def- this is one of those ones where the cameos like and even Taika as the pastor are like those the, like you're seeing this whole movie with these two characters. But those little pop ups are just like so enamored by them. Reese Darby just, you know, throwing 100 miles an hour. Just absolutely. 
killing yeah. it, just killing his every part of the, the the little bit that he's in this movie. Yeah, he's so good. Absolutely, they make the movie. Like if they yeah. weren't there, this would be a shit movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think I think they're definitely yeah they round this thing out. Yeah, this and it's a shame to your point. Like the ant biting the dust early on, like it makes them have to bond and have this literally story biting She's, it. Yeah, she was on the ground outside. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But Sorry. yeah, it's that it's our <laughs> you keep trying to make points and I just keep throwing you off. No, that's and that's no, that's I'm just enjoying that you're on top of your game and I'm absolutely <laughs> miles away. I don't know what's um, happened to me. Somehow I've ended up on top you're of my killing game. It. Yeah. Um, yeah, he but yeah, the 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 ant, the pastor and psycho Sam are definitely like yeah, ex- the highlights in this movie. He's absolutely unhinged and just completely stealing it. Yeah, I, I love him in this. He kicked ass. And right. I also think it's cool that they, along their journey, keep meeting people that are like, nah, man, I'm cool. I'm not going to call the cops. I'm cool. <laughs> Here come the cops. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but Reese Darby actually doesn't call the cops. Um, right. He's one of these. He is an actual like off the grid Bushman, wild man, literally yeah. Bushman, as we said. <laughs> he has yeah. a Bush costume is how yep. they meet him. Yeah. <laughs> The best. Um, yeah, he's a character of a human being. He's got yeah. the aluminum pots on the head. Like, yeah, he is out of his damn mind. All of the conspiracies about the government and everything. Yeah. So eventually when they're out here living with Psycho Sam, the cops do close in on them and they have to take his truck, which is named Crumpy, after <laughs> Barry Crump, who wrote the book. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. So bringing it back to the book, this truck... An incredible truck. I mean, makes it through the woods, through the water. Like, they're basically driving in a river <laughs> at yeah. certain points, mm-hmm. and the truck's just trucking along. Psycho Sam said it has four-wheel drive and both the wheels and both the front two wheels. So <laughs> he, he, this thing this thing is ready to roll. Like, it hasn't started in God knows how long, but it's raring to go right out the jump. <laughs> yeah, this is a jungle truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, their other, their only other option to get out of there quickly was a jetpack, according to Sam. Yeah. So let, this is you got to go with what's at your disposal. You know. He does also try the um, tunnel to his underground bunker, but unfortunately, <laughs> has not dug that. I think all of the best comedy uh, in this movie actually is credited to Reese Darby's yeah. character. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does kill it. Yeah. Everything I laughed at, I think, was part of his part. Yeah, his whole scene is he's he's bonkers and he's great. Yeah. Yeah. When they get in this truck, at a certain point, it's revealed exactly how many units are after them. And we've got tanks. We've got choppers. We've got cop cars, like, by the dozens. We've just got all kinds of people out here. The child welfare lady is somehow in a tank. Like, how did Mm -hmm. that happen? We don't know. (laughs) Don't understand why I have an issue with this, but keep going, I guess. All right. (laughs) And her, like mall cop friend i don't don't know like (laughs) what the deal is with her friend but she's constantly harasses him about not being a real cop not having a gun like (laughs) and i think he doesn't even have a taser he said like his taser was checked out for the week or something like that. yeah 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 (laughs) yeah um all these people are after them a, a real chase they like pull up to the truck and are hollering at the dad to stop driving, and he's not even driving. The kid was driving. It's a tense moment. People don't have their wits about them. They're just <laughs> trying to get Ricky Baker back. That's, you know. Yeah. Sense You don't have to have your fully make sense. You just got to get this kid to stop the, stop, stop crumpy. The whole, like, literal army is out there, and yeah. they lose them in the bush for a moment, 
and the kid ends up flipping the truck with the dog in the back and everything. However, mm-hmm. no one is hurt. Completely realistic, yeah. Or at least not physically. Yeah. Because in a moment, the kid does get hurt emotionally mm. because um, the dad character says that he's going to give him back because he can't keep running. He's old and he's right. tired. He's like... yeah. His character is like 60 or 65 or something. They yeah. say it mm-hmm. at one point, but I don't remember. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, it is kind of old to have like a 10-year-old. I mean, he's been in the he's been in the bush for a year. He's tired. I'm tired every day for doing nothing. So I <laughs> identify with Imagine this Imagine sleeping on the ground even once, let <laughs> once. alone for a year. Even once in your 30s. <laughs> yes. It sounds horrible. We did it once in our 20s on a tour. We're like, let's stay at a KOA. And I never did it again. I was like, please, let's not do this again. This was horrible. It's very hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think when I think about, even just thinking about touring again, I'm like, I don't think I could sleep just everywhere on weird no. shit um, no. <laughs> on floors or on old like crazy couches like I used to. No, it's definitely, you yeah. got to be young and you got to be willing to just put your body through whatever taco bell and whatever sleeping oh space yeah never mind the like... food <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. amount of diarrhea i would simply have <laughs> yeah yeah yes you're just absolutely putting your body to the limit in every sense of the word yeah <laughs> all to make that 20 dollars at the door it's all worth it <laughs> if that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that's a good payday I, I have a distinct specific memory of us driving I think we were in the middle of some tour and we literally gave our, gave each other $20 and you could have convinced us that it was a thousand dollars because we never, <laughs> yeah. we never gave ourselves money. It was like 20 whole dollars. Like, like literally. Yeah. We're in our twenties. Like why? Like this is again, if this was a story, it'd be a bit ridiculous. Like it's $20. <laughs> the most I ever made off of any show well, the the most most would be like a hundred dollars that I had to split with someone else. Mm-hmm. But the most off of like a really DIY show was like seventy bucks and for two mm-hmm. people. So we still had to split that. But then after yeah. gas and everything, then it's already gone. But <laughs> but that was part of a two week tour. We made seventy dollars on one show, and that was the most we made any night. <laughs> Follow your dreams, kids. It's all out there. It's all out there for you. God, that's the other thing. If I think about touring like now. Yeah. Like if I, if we were still in a band or like, all right, now let's do this all again. Like, oh my God. Like that's a whole other mind th- space to consider on top of like, yeah, what you put your body through. But oof, good yeah. times though. They were great. Yeah. Were I mean, great memories, <laughs> but yeah. Getting kicked in the head. Yeah. <laughs> it is great memories. Yes, I'm glad that I have all the, you know, Absolutely. show memories that I have and the traveling memories. Definitely. Um, and the friends we made along the way, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Two, uh... three, four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it does take a damn toll and it's hard to do yeah. as you get older. And, yeah. you know, people like to joke about how um, people turn 30 or 35 or whatever mm-hmm. and stop doing music mm-hmm. because they're old. But it's really more of like the toll on your body than it is about yeah. the rock and roll spirit. Yeah, it's, it, you really charge through those 20s with like no fear, like just put it to the limit. It's like now now being in uh, um, Saturday, uh, Sunday, I turned 37 and this is all I'm, my body's now paying all for those previous fun times. So yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah it, it was fun. And, and the amount of sleep I could live off of in my 20s versus the amount of yeah. sleep I can live off in my 30s. 
yeah. two different stories. <laughs> it's two different. It's I mean, they say like every seven years, like biologically, our bodies change, like at, mm-hmm. to down to the the cells in us. It makes sense because seven years ago, that would have been a whole other animal. Now it's like, please don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Let's not and say we did. Let's not. I'm such like a um a terrarium. Like my my environment has to be so specific for yes. me to. <laughs> Yeah. To well, even now, be alive. <laughs> I I look at I look at our girls and I'm like, how what is your generation going to make of like you're walking into Amazon Prime, Netflix, like everything uh-huh. is just there for you at all times. Like you will have no patience to deal with anything. Because you'd be like, <laughs> How how will you tell them anything? It's all right there all the time. So yeah. it's like, man, I'm just gonna be long for the ride just being like amazed and watching and being like all right let's all try to slow this down a bit we can slow- <laughs> no amazon Prime, netflix let's go like i got no time time is money it's hard even i mean sometimes i catch myself being that way or like 100%. if i'll be looking for a movie and it's like not on any streaming and i'm like i have 15 streaming services yes. you're telling me this yeah. isn't on any of them yeah when i gotta buy the dvd <laughs> like what the hell and it's like yeah. well there are literally like millions of movies at my disposal <laughs> yeah but this yeah. one is not you know yeah and, and that's pissed. why i'm mad and that's why i'm gonna <laughs> write a review about this entire service you know? because they didn't do this one thing i liked one time for the specific time period yeah <laughs> boo and then Agreed. you gotta step back and be like you know what i'm being unhinged i don't have to rewind a vhs tape anymore let's re- let's yeah. calm down and i don't <laughs> even have to leave times. my house to get the movies in the first place no. No it's video rental, yeah. Yeah, we're all we're all like Ro- Roman emperors, just sitting on these beds, <laughs> like bring the world to me. I don't like this. Go away. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm mad, and I'm mad for that reason. And we're mad, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Old gotchy grandpas. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so where are we in this movie? They flip the truck. Yep. Also, I forgot. I forgot to mention uh-huh. my, one of my favorite parts of the Psycho Sam scene is when uh, Welfare Services is coming up and his suggestion that they all just play dead. Yeah. And again, just <laughs> I was dying laughing. But sorry. He yeah, said yeah. it only works if we all do. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that was yes. great. And then he puts on the Bush costume again and goes out. <laughs> <laughs> just bookmarks his 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 scene. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah. So once they come out of the flipped over truck, they mm-hmm. have the conversation, like we said, about um, the dad wanting to just give him back. Because the kid is upset, he again yells, this guy is molesting me right now. Yeah. Again, didn't love. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And maybe even also not teaching, because this is a family movie, not teaching kids a good lesson if you're unhappy yeah. with an adult to just yell that they're molesting you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's not great. Not great. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? No, I agree. I think in that and in that scene, especially because it is so like, I don't know, some, something about the, the time that happens at that point in the movie versus the other one, even though they're the same premise, the same joke, they feel they feel different. And mm-hmm. it could just be because it's the end of the movie. It's like the climax of it. It's like the stakes know, are more real because the cops are there. Yeah. So for so, It definitely felt different that time than the other time. It, it, like, it feels like it's trying. It is a joke. It's trying to be silly. But the other time is such a silly, goofy scene that it feels different than that one at the end, even though the same joke, that's not great. Okay, so you didn't like it this time. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not saying I loved it the other time. It's not <laughs> listen, don't 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 paint me. Don't paint this picture of me. But yeah, yes. <laughs> and uh then the kid shoots him in the ass after calling him. <laughs> <the last laughs> and then so. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
the cops take them away after then they're caught Mm -hmm. they're basically caught yeah yeah the whole trial of the dad character is in montage so we don't Mm -hmm. even really know what he's accused of why he's on trial what's happening they're just like three or four people describing what we've already seen throughout the movie so Mm -hmm. hard to say what happened there (laughs) sure just more um, little snippets of people saying goofy things, yeah. And yada, 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 he's in a halfway yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no notes. Interesting. And also, the boy moved in with the hot horse girl. Okay. HHG for the layman's, yeah. Yeah, moves in with HHG. Yeah. I guess he's going to, like, fall in love with his foster sister, and I don't know. That That's all for the sequel. That's all for us to dive into. You know what else? That house also a single parent household. So what's the deal there? That's true. We're, we're, we've got some. We've got some issues with this movie. All right. We need to, <laughs> we need to talk. Call get call Taika. Get him on the horn. Let's discuss his movie from five years ago. I need Taika on that horn. <laughs> <laughs> and for longer than five minutes, Taika, mm-hmm. excuse you. Yeah. <laughs> so when we catch up with Pops at the. Uh, halfway house he's learning to read mm-hmm. and when the boy the boy comes and reunites with them wouldn't they have probably a protection order if he's just gone to jail for i don't know we don't know what he went to jail for but presumably something to do with harming a child or presumably harming a child again my one law class at college wasn't specifically <laughs> in new zealand you child know, welfare uh, yes so uh, this is where i have to tap out yeah. <laughs> It's not, it's not true. <laughs> you don't want anything to be held against you legally at this time. At, not at this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And this you is, know again, that's this fair. Is, yeah. Th- this is just another, this is one of those like read it on paper, it doesn't make sense or I have more notes or things to say about it, but in this movie where I'm just kind of following these people along, I'm not like, it just goes. You didn't goes think to, about any of this crap. It just, it just like, it was there and I heard it and I knew it was part of the story, but like, I was more focused, again, just like more focused on the characters than even necessarily what was fully happening to them. Uh-huh. So this is this this is a funny, like going through this all, reviewing it and looking at it. Re- I wonder what m- reading this as a book would feel like because yeah. that is just all this like in detail sitting and focusing on it versus here's these goofy guys on an adventure and I'm just kind of along with yeah. you know, along for the ride. You're going to have to read this book to the babies. I will, starting and, tonight. Uh, Tell me what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll come back on the pod for a book review. (laughs) For the book book episode, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So he catches up with the dad at the halfway house. Protection order, who knows? Dad is learning to read and has written a haiku for the young boy. I don't remember exactly what the words were, but something about their time together being the best. Yeah. They're friends now. And that's basically roll creds, I think. They run yeah. off together. He convinces his dad to leave the halfway house. Yeah, which he's I, ready to leave. You can totally just do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you come and go as you please. No repercussions. Grab your toothbrush. Famously what an, halfway another... houses are for. <laughs> um, <laughs> just a place to crash until yeah. you go on your next year-long adventure in the bush. Yeah, they take off roll creds. So if you reviewed this movie, if you gave it a percentage... <laughs> What would that number be? Okay, so we do, we are each going to rate this out of five. Okay, it's perfect. part of my thing. So I read a lot of reviews about this movie because I was, when I initially saw that the scores were so high, 
and that I didn't feel like my opinion necessarily aligned with those high yeah. scores. Mm-hmm. I read a bunch of reviews just to see what other people were saying. And I did mm-hmm. find a couple good points that I wouldn't necessarily have thought of. One person said that, or pointed out that he allows his characters to go through hardships and and losses without that becoming like their whole character or the suffering yeah. becoming their whole character, yeah. which is often the case in marginalized people's stories is sure. like, it's just like torture porn basically, right. or like right. it's only the sadness. So right. that was a good point. Yeah. Like yeah. they go through hard stuff, but it's not the focus of their character. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. That's a good point. And then I saw another one, which I think maybe is giving too much credit here, but it's an observation. I'm just going to read it directly because I can't really paraphrase this. Sure. This is a film about people who have created certain images of themselves. Heck, as a self-sufficient silent loner, Ricky as a hyperverbal competent outlaw, Paula as a child-saving Terminator, um, but they keep running up against their own limitation. So they have an image of themselves in their head that they're yeah. not reaching up to. Well, that's kind of what we did talk about a little bit before, mm-hmm. which is like, yeah. Yeah, sort of. Is, is Ricky... Like he says he's a gangster, so but is that's just the show? Is that just kind of the show he's putting on? He really just wants to be a little sweetie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's an observation that yeah. you know tracks, I guess, that I wouldn't necessarily have observed myself. Yeah. So you want me to rate this first? <laughs> this is your podcast. You can go in which order you, you so choose. No, you should go first. Do yours first. Okay. Out of five. So the old. Like Roger Ebert, how many how many stars? Uh huh. So is this my review after having now discussed it in this yeah. forum, or, or you okay. can give both if you want? Okay, so I think before yeah talking about it, like doing this deep dive on it, I would have given it four out of five, uh-huh. like maybe even like teetering towards a higher four out of five. If there's a four and a half in there, you can do halves. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I would have probably said yeah, like four and a half out of five. Uh-huh. I think talking about it deeper, like doing the deeper dive on it. I think I'd pull back a little bit. Maybe it's a higher three or just like a low four. Because I think some of the some of these plot holes can take. I can see how it could take away from the viewing experience, or like it can hold you up on like you know going along for the ride because some of this stuff is just not tracking. So mm-hmm. to that to that point, yeah, I'm still I'm still interested to see you know if the book lined up and what that what the reading experience would be compared to the to the movie. But I still think I think you can do a, an edit where you can you can lose some of the problematic jokes and it's still like, I don't think this movie is like some old nineties movie where the whole time they're like, that's all this is. Like, I still no, think there's, yeah. there, there's still, there's still meat on the bone here without that. They didn't need that stuff. I still think, you know, the cameos are great and the characters themselves, I think are interesting enough to like drive this. But yeah, I think you can, you can definitely cut stuff out of this to like, just tighten it up and get it that extra, you know, half star or star for, those who are on the fence. I don't think this is a lost cause. I think it's I think it's almost there. I think it's right yeah. there. Okay. So I gave this movie a two. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I do think it looks cool. I do like the two side characters. I mm-hmm. do like them. The acting of the other characters was fine, like I said, but they just weren't developed enough. And yeah, yeah there were a lot of issues. And you know what? I feel um I feel like this movie was maybe even a little dated not only in the humor but like Mm -hmm. it feels like a movie you would have seen in like 2009 but it's coming out in 2016 you know Um, you could convince me that that movie is 
from 2009. Yeah. Yeah. The style of it is a little dated. Yeah. It was like, it was fine. And if, if you're rating this on a scale of like watching a family movie with your kids or whatever, it's probably pretty good besides the molester jokes. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I don't think I'd watch this movie with my kids. I don't think I would pop this on for the kids. Like it feels like in premise, I think it is a family movie, but I don't, I think between some of the like like warthog murder scenes and stuff like that and some Mm. of those other jokes, like, yeah, I don't think that, I think those would be the things they get hung up on or be like, what the hell is this? That's a good Um, point. I didn't think about the animal death when I said that. Yeah. So, yeah. And to, I mean, even I was like, damn, but that's, because I'm watching it or, you know, Jen and I are watching it versus like that. that and that's the thing, like putting on a movie for me or us versus now it's a, a viewing experience for a six-year-old. It's like it's a t- t- treat it like entirely yeah. differently. Yeah. So if we're really judging this on an adult film, <laughs> adult mm-hmm. film <laughs> um, scale, <laughs> um, I think there are two movies. So we're going to get to the question, would you recommend this? Mm-hmm. I think there are two movies that came to mind when I was watching this movie that mm-hmm. are both way better um, and have a lot more hearts and a lot more plot mm-hmm. um, that I would recommend instead. And those movies are West Coast and Leave No Trace. I okay. was, when I was watching this, I was thinking it was kind of a combo of both, but just with way less heart or plot. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So I'm going to recommend those movies to people okay. uh, instead of this one. And give a pass and on this. And give a pass on okay. this, I think. Um, like, this was, like, fine, but it, it didn't make me feel anything, ultimately. The characters weren't developed enough. The two characters that I liked were in the movie for two minutes and died or went away. Yeah. So that's what I think. So would you recommend this? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I would recommend it. Um, I think you do have to take the good with the bad with it. I don't think it's a perfect mm-hmm. movie. I think there's definitely stuff you can fix about this or make it better. But yeah. yeah, I don't I don't think you have to drop everything to watch it. I think if you're a fan of like that, you know, like if you like Flight of the Concords, you like this. stuff. I think it's not a far reach or what we do in the shadows. It's not a far reach that you'll probably enjoy mm-hmm. this. I think I'd be curious to see what you would think about Jojo Rabbit because yeah. it's and I've I it's been a minute since I've watched it. So maybe me even rewatching it will give a different opinion on it. But I I'd be curious what your opinion would be on that movie because it's like his sensibility totally different story uh, but you know I'm, I'm i'd be curious to see what you think about that it's one. been on my list so one of these days yeah. i'll get to it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for screen vomit So in this part of the podcast, we just go off about whatever else we've been watching, movies, shows, whatever else. So what you've been watching? Anything? I've paused on movies right now, aside from watching this and then the movies we've been watching for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So 90s kid fair. Mm-hmm. We've actually been watching the show on Netflix called You, mm-hmm. which is like that murder yeah. uh, couple show, which is like the total like David Fincher ripoff. Yeah. But I like David Fincher, so I am conflicted with like, De- like <laughs> this is definitely a ripoff of him, but I also am a fan of him. So I'm like, okay, I can still watch it because it's like this is his same exact sensibility mm-hmm. and this love hate relationship with it. So I'm like, like have my issues with it, but then I also keep watching. Yeah. It. So about to finish that. And then um, I want to get caught up with, I know there's newer seasons of like succession and there's like some HBO shows that I want to get caught up on. Cause they typically, I think they do some good stuff. Yeah. 
but movie wise, you know, a lot of stuff we look forward to is like, you know, the new, there's a new Pixar movie coming out. Uh-huh. Like there's stuff like that. So that's usually what's on the docket is stuff like that. But, but yeah, uh, squeaking in some, some, uh, some shows for the meantime. Uh, what about you? Wait, so you're just watching you anything else currently? Mm, no, cause we're kind of flying mm. through that to get caught up and then to like jump into the next stuff. Uh, okay. But Succession and Mindhunter are the ones I want to jump into after this as well. Okay, cool. Um, all right, I have a couple things. Okay, I watched a couple 90s movies, um, two of them Excellent. horror. So the two horror films that I watched from the 90s, one of them's kind of fun, goofy, and then the other one's like actual good. So the fun, goofy was Doppelganger from 1993. Um, I'd never heard of it. I found it randomly on Tubi. Um, okay. It stars 18-year-old Drew Barrymore. And wow, uh, okay. yeah, and she has an evil doppelganger. <laughs> and um, Excellent. kind of goes from there, but it's like really fucking 90s, first of all, but really yeah. fucking insane. And uh, I had never heard of it. I just randomly found it. So um, okay, I recommend that one if you're into that vibe, doppelganger. Sure. And then the actual good one I watched is called The Crush, and that is Alicia Silverstone's first major role. She's 17 in the movie, so... Wait, is that the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg? It has Carrie Elwes. Oh, that's... It. I'm thinking of um, the movie where Mark Wahlberg is like a psycho boyfriend he's from the 90s. It's oh. like the same... Like, probably came around on a similar time. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, so it's... Where he's the teacher. He's the teacher, right? He's... He's um like a journalist or something. Okay. So Carrie Elwes is like a journalist who moves into Alicia Silverstone's parents' like garage apartment or something. He just like is a renter, yep. and she's young. She I think she plays like fourteen in the movie, and uh, mm-hmm. she just falls in love with him and becomes like a stalker. So it's like a stalker film. Yep, um, yep I remember that one. It was like actually pretty scary and intense, and like I thought I was going in for like a silly nineties horror, but. It actually was like pretty good. So, okay. Um, the Crush is what that one's the called. Crush. Then it. I got two more. Okay. So, I watched this movie, I don't know, maybe in the running for one of the longest titles of any movie. <laughs> to Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Have you seen this? I have not seen that in a minute. Yeah. Since probably around the time it came out. Yeah. yeah. In 1995. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, I had never watched it, but it's been on my list for like years probably. This one has Wesley Snipes, Patrick Swayze, John Leguizamo, all playing drag queens. They're on their way to Hollywood, I think, but uh, their car breaks down in like a small town and Mm -hmm. they sort of um, queer eye this small town, (laughs) basically, essentially the movie. But it was very like, I mean, it's complicated to think about uh, three straight men, like three famously straight men, like um, Mm -hmm. kind of co-opting queerness and uh mm-hmm. playing queer characters in such an overt way and especially in the mm-hmm. 90s woo right but um that all being considered like they did do like a pretty good job with it and um yeah i think it mostly holds up like okay. very surprisingly i went in apprehensive and i think it mostly holds yeah. up and it was a pretty just like uplifting like positive movie which also for queer narratives in the 90s was not really what we were seeing right. or even still really what we're seeing yeah. speaking of focusing on marginalized people's trauma um, <laughs> like there is like it is addressed that they are worried for their safety in certain areas but uh you know overall it's very positive so that was actually pretty good um right. and then last one 
I was, it was also a rewatch, a short, um, this short called Assholes by Johnny Look. Uh, I love this short. Also features past guests of the pod, Kyle Mizono, um, acting in it. And it's about a group of scientists who torture plants to get them to talk to humans. Um, <laughs> they do like psychological torture on and physical torture of plants to get them to talk. It's just very fun, very creative, very unique. I really love that short. Yeah. So Assholes by Johnny Look. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Johnny. So what do you got to freaking plug? So uh, again, I'll, I'll be the the, rec- the skipping record. Mm-hmm. Got the podcast coming out. We thought this was good for all of you 80s and 90s kids looking to see if the, the movies of our youth uh, have held up at all. Aside from that, that's about it. Just working and chilling with the fam and, you know, ho, 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 and Merry Christmas. And- <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, you also... Um, Extremely old plug, but your music is still on Spotify for Dr. Manhattan, yeah, I believe. It sure is. And, and Bandcamp and, and all the crap. Yeah. There's maybe even records still out there for purchase. Sure. I know I've got a box in my garage <laughs> of, some, of jam dreams. Uh, self-titled might be a little harder to find, but yeah. Yeah. yeah they're out there. They're out there. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We, we sold a bunch for to raise money about, I, I don't remember what that was, a couple years ago. So mm-hmm. I think. I don't know if we have any more. Oh, through one, but... um, Have Fun Records released the yes. Jam Dreams record, and we've had Zach on the podcast on he did oh. a Shin Godzilla episode. So, of course, he did a Godzilla movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that tracks. <laughs> but it was Shin Godzilla, which is different than normal uh, Godzilla. It's fair. special. Um, <laughs> so check that out too. <laughs> cool. Speaking of life Take being it. a circle, etc. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's the show. Thanks, Nick, for joining me. Thank you for having me. All right. And we'll see everybody else next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.